So today on the Dig Podcast, we have Jermid McSweeney. I'm so excited to have him here today. He is the co-founder and chief marketing and community officer at Gym Plus Coffee. And it's such an amazing story. He's going to tell us all about it. But my research on him and my research on the brand, I'm going to tell you about first. And then he can he can uh, jump in afterwards. But Jermid and his friends, Niall and Carl, they had the idea for Gym Plus Coffee after living and working in Australia and America. And when I was reading all about their brand, I loved how they described why and all about the socializing and how it didn't all revolve around the pub was the words that I read and that how it was very much about grabbing a coffee after the gym and socializing with their friends and family. And I love that, you know, kind of concept. And I could see then how that ethos is kind of rolled out across the brand, which is amazing. Um, so... It, it, it was a lovely idea at the at the time it was just an idea but then when the three lads got together it grew and 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 became more and obviously developed into a business and it's now a highly recognized brand across the world really because it's sold all over the world they have nine physical stores and um uh, jeremy can keep me right about that because they're adding ones all the time but across england and the south of ireland and we are so excited here because they've just launched and opened a new store in the amazing Victoria Square. So I'm hoping to get there now when I'm down filming this podcast in Belfast, I'm hoping to visit the amazing store, but I've seen lots of coverage of, of it on social. And Gym Plus Coffee describes itself as Ireland's leading lifestyle and athleisure brand and community. So I love the way the community is part of that. And it definitely is if you follow them on social. Um, even more exciting, Niall Horan and Brian O'Driscoll have recently invested in the brand. And I just can't wait to find out from Jeremy how the hell that happens. Like, how does Niall Horan invest in your brand and Brian O'Driscoll? And yeah, I just know you're all going to learn so much from him, as am I, because this is my first time meeting him. This is an exciting new digital world we live in. And I want this podcast to help inspire you on your entrepreneurial journey. It's not easy juggling all the balls in the world of work. And I know that more than anyone. But I invite you to join thousands of our other listeners as we talk about all things money, marketing, hard times and successes. So get ready to be challenged and inspired. This is The Dig Podcast. So thank you for joining us, Jeremy. Welcome here to The Dig Podcast. Thanks, Caroline. I really appreciate you uh, inviting me on. It's uh, exciting to be here. Oh, that's brilliant. It's brilliant. And I know I've given an introduction there, but that's just in my words and what I've taken from the research that I've done. So can you tell me, kind of confirm that or, or, or pull me up if I'm wrong and, and tell me kind of how it all started and how you've kind of got to where you are today? Sure. Yeah. I, to be honest, I think you did, probably did a better uh, introduction uh, than I will. I might rob that a little uh, <laughs> Um Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was great. It was, it was, 20, 2016, I think, when we started first talking about uh, what became Gym Plus Coffee. But uh, as you mentioned, all of the thinking and the ideas came from, I suppose, genuine personal experiences that we had living abroad and uh, and then bringing those ideas and inspiration back home um, and not really willing to leave go of the lifestyles that we enjoyed, you know, in those places. Um, I guess, you know, uh, a lot of many people have, have lived, uh, you know, in different cities and countries around the world and come back home. And, you know, you can be that annoying person when you come back home banging on about uh, the place that you lived in. For me, it was Melbourne and um, I just fell in love with the place. I, I just, 
it's um amazing city australia is an amazing country aussies are very similar to irish people in many ways but the way they're quite different is that they have a fantastic balance of socializing um you know sorry socializing around alcohol and stuff like that but then also getting up the next day and socializing around exercise so my lifestyle completely changed um when i moved to australia um 20 years playing team sports um you know and then you go to australia and it's it's much more about your own health and fitness journey so so yeah we brought all these kind of observations let's say and thoughts home and um carl had lived in australia for a small bit now i've been spending a huge amount of time in uh california and vancouver with uh with work and he he basically noticed the same kind of trends there so um when i got back to dublin um it was finally a poster session dublin but i could see the same things happening there um when i left dublin uh you know, it would have been fairly scandalous for two guys to meet for a coffee. Uh, you know, um, it would have been an unusual thing to do. Uh, usually you'd meet for a pint, whereas you could see a lot of people running to work, people going to yoga before work. So you could see it all starting here, I suppose, what, you know, health and wellness trends globally. Um, and then also you, you could see people's clothing, I suppose, you know, change in different settings as well. Now, We've absolutely no experience um, in the clothing industry. Um, yeah, zero experience. Um, so we kind of first were talking about the trends, you know, and about what we were observing and as people, you know, and what we liked. Um, and I suppose it came from that point of, of passion and what we were trying to do and how we knew it would lead to a, a positive lifestyle for people. So, um, so it was only when we started digging deep into what was happening and it's quite interesting, actually, like the clothing industry has been pretty much flatlining for 25, 20, 25 years. But within it, uh, in a category called athleisure, um, which is only about seven or eight years old, it was growing about 40 percent year on year. Um, so, you know, there was a little boom happening there, basically. Um, and doing research, we, we identified that. But um, but we didn't know that we didn't have an experience of that, you know, um, so it was just just basically doing anything then to be part of that cultural change and then also trying to be smart and being part of the category. But I mean, I would be lying if I was saying it was organized or well thought through at the start or anything like that. You know, we spent, you know, 15 months uh, working on a part time, you know, just just kind of getting it off the ground, you know, setting up an Instagram page, getting a product website making trying to make it a business or make it a thing um but yeah it was it was basically patched together at the start making it up as we were going along um which was fun it was great 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 fun but i think it all comes from a point of personal passion and and um i think you know we're we're kind of into this if you know what i mean so it kind of it, it's a lot easier than you know, we would have had ideas in the past for businesses. They just never got off the ground, you know, just because I suppose your heart maybe wasn't in it without you knowing, you know. Mm -hmm. And so you're saying that, but then we're sitting here today and am I right? Is it nine stores you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great inspiration for small business owners that are thinking, God, I just have an idea. And, you know, maybe it could be like this someday. But now there's been a lot of hard work from that little idea to where you are now. But 
the growth has been massive and in such a really a short space of time, really, because yeah. you know, when you think of retail growth and all, you know, it can take years and years and years to develop that huge brand. So I I applaud you. I think it's unreal. I love watching it. I can see it grow. I see the brand identity. I love it. So the online presence is also massive, isn't that right? Um Jeremy. So talk yeah. to me about that. Like how I I know from my experience it's so hard sometimes to manage. Uh, bricks and mortar and online because they're two different animals really um, yeah. uh, but tell me how that works like how are you getting that to work so well as it is at the minute yeah so um we started out as a as an online only business and oh, right. it wasn't until um 18 19 months in that we uh, that we opened our first pop-up store for two weeks um we had 12 days notice um, before we opened the first pop-up store. So we had no experience in running a pop-up store either. Um, but you kind of have to jump at these opportunities, I think, when they come your way. So that was in Dundrum Town Centre in Dublin, which is, you know, obviously a fairly well-known, you know, location. And it was going to do a lot for the brand profile-wise, you know, outside of, you know, retail sales or anything like that. So it was a good, good opportunity from a, from a brand story point of view, basically, which is why we kind of jumped at it. But what we so that's kind of sorry for interrupting. That's kind of like the other way around than what most people have a bricks and like in in years gone by. You had a bricks and mortar, and then everybody's trying to kind of embrace the online space. So these were kind of doing it the other way around very early. Like yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, there's uh, so we're we're a direct to consumer business model. Um, people say omni-channel. They say I don't know integrated, whatever you want to call it, but um direct consumer brands are booming around the world so anyone who's kind of simplified your supply chains simplified your model um they don't interact with wholesalers um we don't have any presences you know we don't have any concessions in other retailers um all those brands are are, are literally exploding around the world so um we kind of identified that from early on and um the whole business is built on shopify and basically the, the benefit of that is that we know exactly what's going on in the business all day every day in real time because all of the information is coming through our platforms i'm not waiting for a wholesaler or a retailer to tell me three months after the fact what happened with my consumer um and that was it well, that's what it kind of comes back to is like our biggest passion is the community of people we interact with if i'm waiting for someone else for the information about my community i'm kind of already behind on interacting with them you know so um, when it comes to retail, it's the exact same thing. So there are a number of brands that are, you know, similar to us in our category, and then uh, direct consumer is a much bigger, much bigger thing. But it's it's called coming from the states. But the retail that's under pressure at the moment is the retail that's, you know, kind of of a of a previous generation that's kind of hanging on. Um, whereas what we're trying to do is is build that omni-channel experience. So customers absolutely love it. You know, if you buy online, you can return in store. If you buy in store, you can return online, and really, it's just it's just because consumer consumers don't care about your internal problems around your infrastructure. You know, they just want the most seamless experience, and I think brands nowadays just have to provide that. But retailing, so you do like just jump it in. I have never really thought about it like that, but I, I when you get that returns form, and it's so hard. Like, oh, you have to do. You're so right. Like you're like, oh, I can't be bothered ordering off these things again. So I didn't realize that was your kind of model, where you know, 
send it back to us, come back to our store. Like that's so unreal to have that. Yeah, because if I mean, if you if you need to return something, it's probably because you know you ordered incorrectly size wise, or we've given you a problem that you have to solve, which is a bit annoying if you're the customer. Um, but if you can return in store, you're not just dropping into a parcel drop off. You're dropping into a store where one of our team will meet you, and then they'll chat to you about whatever the issue was. So they'll either solve the thing that we really annoyed you about, or they'll give you advice on sizing and. And actually, if you love the product, but you just had an issue with the size, I mean, you'll probably go into the fitting room and you'll, you'll probably, you know, well, hopefully you'll probably get the right size, you know. And, and maybe buy some more. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you're just trying to have that experience with the yeah. brand. And I think that's what people are are looking for. And um, certainly, like we call all of our retail locations our clubhouses. And we do that for a very specific reason in that, like, we want it to be more than just a retail experience. You know, we want you to go in, in a pre-COVID world, you would have gone in, you've been offered a free coffee, sit down, have a chat with the team. The team are incentivized, you know, to tell the story, have the chat, you know, and it's not just about, you know, are you okay for sizes? You know, that's, a, that's not really what people are looking for anymore. And we've held about, um, I think maybe 60 or 70 free events in our in our clubhouses over the last few years pre-COVID. You know, anything from yoga classes to hit sessions to uh, dog coffee mornings, which is a bit crazy, um, yeah. podcast recordings. Um, we had an event for International Women's Day a couple of years ago. And all of these things just make it more of a an experience for people. And it's it's you're coming in, you're meeting the brand, you're not just yeah, you're not just walking in to get a black hoodie, you know, it, it, it's it's more than that. And I think I, I think Absolutely. that's what people are looking for. Yeah, so like I, I speak to a lot of business owners and I suppose you're very forward thinking and have been from the start, but a lot of them are scared of the new, the new expectations, the new online space. But when, when people are listening to you, I hope they realize this is what people expect now. They expect the experience. They want to feel they're part of your community. And that I get why that scares people because some people just get into retail because they want to sell clothes and make money. But unfortunately, it's not like that anymore. And you have to create that magic to make your brand grow. I believe that and you believe that. And that's why you are the way you are. But um, so it's amazing to hear that and all those events happening and like that's uh, on run and, and it will get you sales eventually. But at the start, it's about growing your your community. So I love it so much. I love listening to this. Um, so influencer marketing, obviously, like I've seen your profile Gym Plus Coffee. I say it everywhere, probably because I'm following the hashtag and following people who you're working with. Um, but I can see influencer marketing is a big strategy for you. Am I right in saying that? And what way does that work for you guys? Yeah, we, we didn't really um, use influencer marketing very much at the start. Um, well, we didn't really use much at the start. We didn't have, any, didn't have any budget or resources to do anything, to be honest. But we didn't really use it for the first couple of years very much. Um, we were trying to just build the audience and have our community be the ones to post about us. And we do something called Pick of the Week every Monday. Um, I don't think we've missed a Monday in four and a half years, but it's um, we share about you know 12 or 14 pictures of our community on our story. And we pick one that is the picture of the week, basically. And it's uh, 
it's a person that's tagged us or sent us a photo over the over the previous couple of weeks and it's usually people hiking or running or something um so we've done we've really really focused on that now in the last couple of years around some of the bigger clubhouse launches we've we've used influencers and um we've used them to launch some collections as well just support i mean uh, to be honest with you like the the reach that some of some influencers get is incredible and the passion that their followers have for what they say or what they advise is it's just it's unbelievable you know and i suppose with with all the smart stuff basically that our digital marketing team can do now you can really track you know the um the effectiveness of 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 those posts and and uh you know people sharing our stories and all that kind of stuff and I get people, some people still have kind of some hangups about influencer marketing, but I mean, that's up to you as a brand or a business owner to, to navigate that yourself, you know, like only work with people who you believe are genuine, like only work with people who you've done your homework on or you've been following for a few months. So, you know, you, you'll see the consistency of messaging or you'll see what they value, what their audience is into. So like, don't try and connect with people basically that, clash with your business or your brand because well your customers won't like that and their followers won't like it you know so it's just about working with people that you think are are you know kind of you know go hand in hand with the with the space that you're in but when you compare what influencers can reach versus what some of the more traditional media uh, can reach and the and the price tags around you know some of the proposals that we would be sent for those media platforms it, it's it's a no-brainer like you know it's it's know. um yeah. you know jamie like i i still i'm always saying to businesses like you know let's look at influencer marketing but still some people like some people say to me well they're very dear and they'll tell me the price and i'm like are you serious there's like thirty thousand people watching them every single day if you were yeah. going to pay for a newspaper or a magazine not to diss that there's a place for that too but i mean yeah. but i mean this is huge like this I try and convince them. I'm like, no, do not be silly. This is actually unbelievable. And like you say, their audience love them and trust them. And this is gold for you to actually invest in them working for your business. So, but I can see that your people are not just throwaway people that come and go. They're people who are, like you said, you've done the research. They love your brand. They're passionate yeah. about it. I follow uh, your girl, Caroline, from a county down under in Australia. And yeah. like I see her wear your stuff, and she's very about mindset and positivity. And exercise and it fits so well you guys have done it so so well so i love i would be giving businesses your example i'm like go look how jim has coffee do it there they're embracing all the people that love their brand that is magic so no i i get what you're doing i can see that it's great and i just wish other but i think they are getting in the zone now but i wish other businesses you know didn't look so negatively sometimes on influencers like and roll their eyes like oh my the, god these people are unbelievable yeah the, the key thing for me is you can track it so yeah you know, if, if you do have some hesitancy, um, hopefully you'd be willing to give it a go, you know, just give it a go once, track it. If you're not convinced after that, fair enough, but at least you can track it against other things where, you know, you could pretend like you could track it or you could put finger in the air, you know, and, and have a sense of, of what happened. But with like with most things like digital, you, you can you can track exactly what happened that hour or that day or that afternoon that they posted, you know, unless you've got something else major going on, if there's been a big bump in traffic or a revenue or something that's going to be down to that piece of activity. So, um, or even something simple, 
sorry, I just hit my microphone. Even something simple, like I would say, the smaller businesses, like give them a discount code or whatever, and then see how many people bought from that. Like that's a simple way of saying that was really successful. So there are ways, like you say, of seeing is it worth your while. Yeah. And I, I would say in most cases it is. So yes, influence, I love seeing all the influencer stuff that you do. Um, so I just, I follow on Instagram, the for people who don't know how to do this, if you go into tags and go to Gym Plus Coffee and follow that hashtag, you'll see all the people that are using that hashtag flat out in their stories. And, and you'll get to see how many influencers are actually probably not even part of getting paid or anything. They're probably just loving the brand and tagging you and stuff. So that's brilliant yeah. to have achieved that. Like, um, so that leads on really, really well to community. So you're all about community, all about bringing your people in as part of the brand. And it's so, so evident. But I suppose that's kind of probably how other big people recognize you. But let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about. And you're probably saying, why do you not just want to talk to me? Yes, I do. But I want to hear Niall Horan. And now I get confused because your partner, business partner is Niall Horgan. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very confusing. Very confusing because I kept reading other people's stuff and I was like, they're getting confused saying he's his partner. But but right. So Niall Horgan is also a founder with um, Jeremy, but Niall Horan, who is One Direction, invested in Gym Plus Coffee. Like, please tell us what the hell happened. Yeah, the the, happened? One, the One Direction fans get uh, freaked out when they heard Niall Horgan meet met Niall Horan. Um, yeah, so it it, it was um, it was a really really um, yeah amazing thing that happened. To be honest, he uh, was aware of the brand. Um, I think was from friends and family at home, um, which is always, you know, that's half the battle. If you're if you're kind of being talked about with, without you even being in the room, that's that's great. And obviously they had shared quite positive feedback about, you know, product and, and everything like that. And it was just an advisor that we have uh, to the business, uh, someone who's been helping us out for a while, managed, you know, to get an introduction. I think um lockdown has made a lot of people more available probably than they usually would um so i'm sure in a normal year he would have been touring or you know heavily writing in the studio or on a tv show somewhere or you know something like that but he wasn't he was you know stuck in his apartment so um so yeah i mean you know getting time in the diary getting you know getting on calls and you know, presenting the brand and, and telling them what we were thinking of doing over the next few years was easier probably than it would have been, you know, in the in the past. And maybe he was a bit homesick as well that he couldn't travel home for the last <laughs> year and a half or whatever as well. So um no, it was, it was brilliant. It was it was so so cool to just be able to chat to him and explain what we were trying to do and for him just to feed back instantly how he got it, you know, straight away. He got the brand. He obviously spends a lot of time in LA and um, and Australia, I think, and he he understood exactly what we were aiming to do and the fact that we were trying to you know be a global Irish brand but not be you know waving the tricolor, I guess. And um, we kind of were just saying to him like a lot of the success he has had over the last ten years is he's represented Ireland so well overseas, but you know he's just represented it with kind of modern values everyone has good things to say about him um talented guy and we're just like if we could have half the success basically um it would be amazing so so yeah he's um amazing to get like the support of someone like that and um and also for him not just to become an investor but like 
to publicize the investment I guess um yeah and to give us his time and um we went to the store in London and um and shot that you know with him and um that was cool because that like it's just a big impact you know you can't really underestimate or understate that so yeah just a, an amazing kind of another crazy thing that happened during lockdown <laughs> you know? so is that a is that a lesson to people to never think that you can't achieve like you've reached out to him you put yourself forward like you know like i suppose people listening like never think that it's always going to be a no always push yourself out there is that what you would say to people or 100 percent, yeah it's um and if you reach out and you don't hear back it's not necessarily that people don't like it's just like you know the amount of messages we all get nowadays yeah. things things can get lost and i know my own <laughs> linkedin um messages are just like it, it things you just you can't keep up so it's more about just reaching out and and hopefully catching someone at the right time you know and it, i suppose if it's meant to be then then it'll it'll happen then but um Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely just like you don't know what people are interested in. Like, you know, you're only seeing, obviously, you know, what people are up to kind of on the face of it. But like, yeah, you might as well reach out if you can get these contacts. So the worst they could say is no. You know. Oh my God, I love it. Like that's unreal. And hopefully people listen are like, do you know what that thing I was going to do? I'm going to flip and do it because he got Naya Horn to, you know, to take notice. Yeah. So you have to bring him to Belfast as well whenever you're bringing him up to Jim Plus Coffee. He was there a couple of weeks ago actually for... Um, oh, the opening? Uh, he was in, uh, where was it? Uh, the Galgorm. So he oh, was there. Yeah. He was there for a golf event that uh, he, him and his business partner were organizing. So it was, yeah. He's like a good guy, you know, it's a, definitely a brilliant fit and he, he looks good and all the clothes, perfect for you guys, so um, congratulations. The Dig Podcast is all about educating my listeners, but it's so important to me that it is also a place to gain exposure. Each week we open up the podcast to brands and business owners to pitch to you guys. I can't wait for you to hear from this week's business. Hi, my name is Susan from DA Forgy. DA Forgy is a family business retailing agricultural construction and ground care equipment. The business was started over 40 years ago by my parents, David and Honor. Both my sister and I are proud to work in the business. DA Forgy is a Northern Ireland and Ireland-wide dealer of many well-recognised brands, including Honda, Kabuta, Cavernland and Merlot. We sell everything from robotic lawnmowers to diggers and tractors and keep a huge range of tools, toys, merchandise and spare parts in our stores and showroom. We are based over two depots on the Seacoast Road in Limavady and the Blaris Industrial Estate in Lisburn. We also have a team of trained technicians to service and repair machines. Customer service is the key focus of our business and we pride ourselves in offering a high level of customer care. You can find us online via our website, forgy.com, where we have an online shop. You can also find us on social media on Facebook at DA Forgy and Instagram at DA Forgy Machinery. We look forward to hearing from you and thank you for listening. And then also Brian O'Driscoll, who everybody in Ireland knows as well, is a great ambassador as well. And and he invested too. So was that like, had you connections with him or is that he just noticed you guys or what way did that work? This was about, um, I think it was the, the end of 2018. So we were really, really young. Um, I think the business wasn't even two years old yet. And I can't remember how, I don't know, but he definitely, he, he had the product and he tagged us on Instagram a few times and we were just like, 
what? Um, but he really liked the product. Did you do, did you do what like everybody asks? Oh my God, look who just tagged us. Oh yeah, <laughs> that still happens every day. It's like a, a daily freak out moment. Um, yeah, um, but he, uh, similar with Niall, it's like he he just loved the product. So I, I guess like you, you can't get past, like you're not going to get to the next conversation if you don't have a great product, you know? So everybody has to have a genuine connection to these things. Um, if the product is poor, then, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to chat to these people, but Brian loved the product. And, um, then we reached out to him and was just like, you know, basically, can we have coffee? Um, and yeah, he was fundamental, you know, to our success. Um, and it's just been a great couple of years working with him. He came on board in, um, say May, 2019 as our head of community. So, Again, we, we wanted to, we knew from our own community that, you know, brand ambassador and all these things, they just, that language is used so often that we didn't want to just say Brian Driscoll was a brand ambassador and just kind of, you know, the standards kind of be our approach. So we made him our head of community and we're delighted that he would kind of accepted that alongside coming on board as an investor. But what that meant was basically that he um advised us in the background with some community initiatives that we're doing some partnerships that we had but also he led personally you know in person a lot of the events that we um that we had and he's come to our birthday party when we've hiked, hiked the sugarloaf mountain uh in county wicklow um he's come to different events in different parks he's um interviewed lots of different people from our community which has been amazing and i think it was I think it was July 2019. We um, so we do a, every summer we do an event series around around the country in different parts. But um, he finished it off with a hit class and a podcast recording with Carl Henry, and there was 700 people in Herbert Park that day in Dublin. So um, yeah, that feels all very strange now because it was all pre-COVID. So it seems seems like a, a decade ago. But yeah, it was it's just great to have people like that you know, advising us, but also just showing their support for the brand, which makes a huge difference. Unreal. And like, um, I know that people listen to the po this podcast anyway to get inspiration for their own business and to learn things, but what would you say to business owners who are struggling with the mindset of growth? Like I've been there too in the past where I'm afraid to invest. I'm afraid to take that step. I'm afraid of everything as a business owner. I was always afraid. And, you know, what would you say to people now who are in that, but, you know, and you have you any words of wisdom for them? Because I know there's probably so many people now who have to embrace lots of changes. And Yeah. Steps. I, well, to be honest, I think uh, I don't really understand that mindset because I think you've done the hard part. The hardest part is starting and setting up the business. So, maybe there must be something else behind that fear then of growth or because it's definitely not the challenge. The challenge is getting the ball rolling, getting it off the ground. Um, but for us, like the, the growth that we're experiencing at the moment is incredibly exciting. Yes, it's a bit more work. It's probably a bit more stressful, but it's very, very exciting. And I think, you know, anyone who has started a business or, has gone to that length to get something off the ground. They have the drive and the motivation to make something big or bigger than it currently is. So 
yeah, I would just be reminding them that they've done it already. Like, you know, they've right. done they've done the major obstacle. And I really mean that. Like the major obstacle is starting something by far. There's nothing harder than that point. So um the rest is just the rest is about growth and about big ambitions and dreams and all that kind of stuff and getting the right have people. There ever, have there been any times when you're like, I'm sure there has, like oh, we shouldn't have done that or, or, or that didn't work, you know, and it was definitely, you know, it was bad. <laughs> Has there been times like that? Yeah, yeah, like loads of times. Um, I mean, the business is only four years old and we've managed to fit in uh, a once in a century pandemic and Brexit and, yeah, all the usual growing pains of a startup. Um, so, yeah, we fitted it all in. There's been supply chain issues, um supply chain issues well before covid then the worst supply chain issues you could imagine during covid um and just all the usual challenges but like i suppose you just for those things we just we've always just put our hand up to our customers our community and just said you know we messed this up um you know in one instance it was our fault and then you could say in another instance look it wasn't our fault but we are taking this you know, on the chin and we're going to make up for it. And, you know, we're going to, we're, we'll take the blame for it, basically, even though it's nothing we could do. But yeah, I think for those kind of things, communication is key. It's just over, over communicating with, with your customers and your community and just telling them what's going on. The vast majority of people are incredibly understanding um, whenever businesses are going through challenges, particularly over the last um, year and a half. Um but yeah, it's it's there's never there's never not going to be really really difficult challenges. You know what I mean? Um, we're always waiting for it to kind of land and just be a bit smoother. But I think as soon as you um, as soon as you get your head get your head around the fact that that's completely unachievable and there will always be bumps in the road, then you kind of just I suppose get on with it. Really, I'm so excited to be able to finally launch the Dig Social Academy. It's something that I've been working on for so long. So the excitement is real. It'll be my first online course and one that I just can't wait to deliver. It's a social media bootcamp and it's suitable for anybody wanting to learn techniques on how to navigate through Facebook and Instagram. I know that's not easy sometimes. So as well as learning to navigate through those platforms, we'll also learn how to create content that gets you noticed online. So if you would like to be part of the Social Media Academy, then follow my Instagram, dig for success, send me a message and I'll send you a direct link to the course. It's gonna be amazing. And like, what's the next big thing? Like, I, I, I don't, I can't even imagine what you guys are going to do next. But I suppose you're waiting for all like rest- once restriction lifts. I can, I can only imagine what kind of events you're going to hold. But what are, what are the plans? Kind of in the next while, can you tell us anything? Or yeah, well, that's. I mean, that is the main thing. Really, is you know, we're a really community driven, community focused brand, and you know, as good as the digital experiences have been, they they don't really replace they're no substitute for for real life events in our clubhouses or some of the bigger experiences that we would have had going on so we are really looking forward to having them back um and and now that we have you know clubhouses across the uk it's like properly giving those customers in the community there the experiences that irish people would have been used to had to come to you know one of our events so it's it feels like you know property get getting the full story and the full team back going again and yeah that that's the focus the focus is the 
um, there's the UK market um, in the kind of short to medium term. Australia and uh, the US are going really well for us at the moment from a e-com uh, point of view, but it's the UK that's really, um, you know, it feels like the brand is kind of really getting up onto its feet there the way it is, the way it is in Ireland. You know, lots and lots of work to do, but um, yeah, as soon as kind of all the proper restrictions are eased, you know, we would just, we would have been over there so much more, you know, our team would have been on the ground so much more and um, we're hiring people now in the UK uh, properly onto the team so that would be great but we still want that interaction between you know the kind of head office team and and those people so that they have a full immersion in the brand you know um so yeah it's it's uh, yeah big big things next year and, and hopefully we'll continue to be able to spread clubhouses to new locations and um if Australia opens their borders, I'll be the first down there to to visit my family and all that kind of stuff. So we're keen to get down there. I know. Well, look, I, I, I'm I fascinated. I swear to God, I can't stop watching. I don't know why. I just I feel like I can't stop watching your brand grow and because everyone's talking about it. So if people aren't following, where can they start to follow now? Where is Jim Plus Coffee? I'm talking about like socially, what's the handles and where can they find you guys? Um, at Jim Plus Coffee on on all social media, so you should find us. Um, if you're if you're into TikTok, I would re- I would recommend uh, getting on there. That's our fastest. Oh, I don't growth. follow. Oh, really? Oh, I don't follow on TikTok now. Oh, yeah. another platform to add. Right, <laughs> there. I, must, I must check that out. Right. That's our that's our fastest growing channel at the moment, and it's. Um, oh, no, just 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 tell me about that then before. And this is always my last question about the handles. But so TikTok is the fear in every small business owner's mind that aren't creatives. So yeah. what, uh, tell me how that's happened or what's happening there with TikTok. Completely team driven on our side. So okay. we, have, we have amazing, um, mostly young women um, who are, are very, very passionate about it. They understand it. And we're staying true to the brand. We're doing our own thing, but they fundamentally understand the platform and how it works and how music trends, how videos trend and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I definitely, I love TikTok. um, But if you gave me our TikTok account and said, you have to look after it on your own for a week, I would be in trouble. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you can't be, you can't do all, like there's people made for TikTok. And there's others who yeah. just can't even navigate it, but it's about finding the right people on your team, I suppose, to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's an amazing platform. It's it's, it's I have to say it's much more interesting than any other platforms that I've been on in the past. It's um, there's a lot more going on. People are a lot more creative. They're not just trying to present their perfect world. You know, it's it's literally about your creativity, and um, that's interesting. I think for brands, interesting for for everybody. So, um, yeah, it's our fastest growing channel, I think, at the moment, and. In the oh, next couple of amazing. in the next couple of weeks, um, there'll be TikTok shopping. So uh, we're one of I think we're one of ten brands that were involved in the beta test. Um, so uh, basically, Shopify and TikTok coming together to be able to so that you can shop in TikTok wow. while you're watching videos. Um, amazing! That's going to be like revolutionary for that kind yeah. of. Oh my god, that's unreal! I need to really find out more about TikTok. I shy away too because I'm not a kind of I'm good at talking and storytelling, but it wouldn't be great now at making the creative videos. But I love to watch and consume it, so I'm definitely gonna go find you guys on TikTok and start seeing you, what you're doing. You'd be surprised what what kind of 
Instagram is kind of a very consistent uh, experience, no matter who you are. But if you go into TikTok, like there'd be this huge section of TikTok golf, you know, TikTok physiotherapy, TikTok, oh, right. be- TikTok beauty. Obviously, it, it's all your own kind of rabbit hole experience, basically. But we last year, we put up a lot of uh, content around, you know, during lockdown, if you're running, looking after your hamstrings, looking after your, you know, your calves like you know it was how to not get an achilles injury and those videos were really really popular and it was just this rabbit hole of people that obviously use it for that whereas okay. then you can do other stuff which is much more music led or um a bit more just dancey tiktok kind of fun stuff which is very different again but it seems to be that there's a there's a different version of tiktok for everybody which is which is i think quite interesting so I now know who one of my guests are going to be next. I need your TikTok manager, creator <laughs> person to come on and help educate us. Do you think they would do that sometime in the future? I think they would, yeah. I think they Deadly. Would. Okay, that's one of my next podcasts then. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to reach out to you for that. So I know so many people are afraid of it, but they don't need to be going by what you said. You can have your own place on there doing your own content. So that's exciting to find out more about. So, Jeremy, oh my God, I could talk. There's so much we could talk about. And hopefully someday we'll meet and I'll be in the clubhouse and see you guys. But for now, I just want to, th- like, I know you're so busy, my God, with all that going on. And you didn't have to spend time talking to me this morning, but um, everybody's going to have learned so much and they're all going to be wanting to find out more and go visit you guys in the shops and stuff. So thank you so, so much and stay in touch. And yeah, hopefully meet you in real life when all this madness yeah. is over. That would be great. Um, might meet you, meet you in Victoria Square sometime. Um, Dapo, Dapo, or, or, or Australia. Who knows? Once these borders <laughs> open, we can all get out and about again. So thank you so much, Dermot. No worries at all. Thanks very much for inviting me on, Caroline. Thank you so much for tuning in to another week of the Dig podcast. If you missed anything, we've made some show notes for you with all the links and all the good stuff we've talked about today. Remember, if you do listen to an episode, screenshot it and share it on social. Remember to tag me so that I see it and I can reshare on my platform. I love to see everyone tuning in each week. It has been an honour to be your host. I look forward to our next episode.